tired. So tired. Overtired. Welcome back, overtired listeners. It has been a minute. Um, we, I'm Sam Sanders. We, <laughs> we we have been we have been on a little bit of a break, but I am Brett Terpstra. I am here with Jeff Severns Gunsel and Christina Warren. How are you guys doing? How are you holding up? Hello. I wish I was Sam Sanders, and I wish he was still hosting. It's been a minute because he's phenomenal. It's still a great show. Sorry, I'm good. Hi, Christina. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I've missed you guys. Yeah, Me too. How long has it been? We we took a couple weeks off. I think two, maybe three. Um, we had a yep. lot of there was a lot of travel, a lot of end of summer stuff going on. Yep, still and uh, end of and summer we, stuff going on. And we have zero sponsors for the foreseeable future. So if we need a week off, we're taking a week off. And uh, yeah. Does anybody I, have like a, like an AA sponsor they could bring on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or hey, but but genuinely, if you have um a uh you know a product service app that you would like to get out to an audience of uh you know um nerds and uh and whatnot, uh, hit us up and um, yeah, sponsor. sponsor yeah, pod. for sure. I um, it's it's kind of nice not being beholden to anybody. Oh, to- totally. Um, I'm just saying. But yeah, I mean, and I know from experience that people will forgive this show for disappearing for like up to a year yes. at a time <laughs> and they keep exactly. and they stick around. They keep coming back. Um, we had a, a couple years of very sporadic podcasts. And when we started back up, uh, our downloads were about the same as <laughs> they were <laughs> when we left off. To be fair, uh, in the past, when we were on five by five, our show got 30,000 downloads a week, which is very respectable. Yes. These days, I'm not going to throw out numbers, but it is far less than that. I'm not going to um, throw out it numbers. Is, it is a fraction of that It's a very select number. group of people that we allow to listen to this podcast. But we have very loyal listeners who, who know us. And, and if they met us on the street, they would all be very kind. I love you, Danny Glamour. <laughs> we all love Danny Glamour. Um <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we should kick off a mental health corner, find out where everybody's at. Uh, Jeff, how you doing? I am doing pretty good. Um, I, I am doing pretty good. I have, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I, I I said that six times now, which probably means I'm not doing good. No, I think, (laughs) um, I, uh, I'm, I'm in the midst of, uh, preparing for a, um, pretty wackadoodle, uh, uh, yard sale of tools. Um, that is, uh, <laughs> the tools I will be selling cover a bizarre range of things from the industrial to the eccentric. And, uh, and much of what's there is the result of a, what I, what I, you know, now understand was a, a, a manic episode two and a half years ago, a a month long. I've never had anything like it. I've, I'm diagnosed uh, with bipolar, um, but I, uh, and and type, yeah, whatever the one where people go, oh, bummer. Um, (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and, and I've, and I now understand what manic episodes have looked like in my life and they never looked like this. And I was obsessed with this idea that, I was burned out in my work and I loved working in my workshop. I have a kind of extensive workshop. I like doing metal work. I like just like doing random commissions. I like uh, fixing old, old things. Um, and and I decided that's I'm going to figure out how to make a life out of this. And it's going to be funded by flipping 
uh, by flipping old tools that I that I restore using my great judgment, which of course, <laughs> manic, your judgment is incredible. Um, sure. And so I started going to, I started bidding in auctions for about a month. Um, closed like steel factories that were closing down and like uh this old man in spooner wisconsin had died charlie and uh he was basically they were like auctioning off his entire shop and i bought a bunch of like valuable vintage tools for nothing and and bought way too much of them and uh, and almost almost destroyed my van trying to drive it home um and, and so anyway i i thought it was the best month of my life until i realized it was probably the worst and I brought home so much stuff in that month and and spent so much money. Um, and it really kind of brought my whole life uh, to a grinding halt, I guess, um, as I sort of lost that energy and realized what had happened. And it was difficult in my home, in my relationship. It was difficult for me because the workshop I loved that I was already struggling to keep clean now was basically you couldn't navigate it. And I and, and because that led to my diagnosis and, and that led to a long period of trying to find the right medications, which led to gaining a bunch of weight, which led to getting diabetes, which led to getting diabetes meds that caused me to lose a bunch of weight, like uh, not to mention, you know, different the way different drugs impact you and how long it takes you to realize it and then how painful it is when you stop. And, you know, like it was a two year process that ended not that long ago, maybe like six months ago. And I feel great now and I feel really even and I, and that's just wonderful. But um, I had to let all that stuff just stay in this terrible condition. I had to just I essentially made it a time capsule. And, um, and and recently through just a lot of hard work and, and therapy, I was able to kind of face it because like one of the things that I learned about having a, a really destructive manic episode is like it's really painful to feel like you can't trust yourself because I. I've always felt like I can trust myself, trust my gut. And I have, I think, been able to do that and it's served me well. Um, but my judgment in that period was so fucking off. And um, and it was it was exaggerated parts of real me, right? Like sure. it wasn't like, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. not me. It was like, no, I'm definitely me and and all of the 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 dials, and I'm not gonna see up to eleven, it's overused in our culture. Sure. But all the but dials are you just were all Jeff the faders then, are up. And then some, yeah. Yeah, I was fucking Jeff. Right. Like, <laughs> um, and, uh, and so anyway, it's, it's this beautiful thing. Cause I, I finally realized, okay, I think I can go in. I think I can sort through this stuff. I think I can make sort of a really fun sale. And the concept of the sale is it's, um, I'm, I'm liquidating my uncle Ray's, uh, uh, workshop and collection. My uncle Ray was a little bit of a hoarder. Uh, he, he passed recently. Um, he was an eccentric, he's a wonderful guy. Uh, and, and I, I really love him. And he asked me in his last dying wish was just make sure my stuff goes to a good home. And if it can't take it to the dump, um, and, and I, I created that idea, which I may not even go with because I loved the possibility. Let me tell you, when I have this sale, it's going to draw in some weirdos. And, um, and, and so I didn't want to have to argue with people about whether something works or the value of something. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like, look, man, I can't tell you if that thing's working. It was Uncle Ray's. I can't tell him <laughs> I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't say something works when it doesn't. I literally sometimes don't know if it works, right? Like mm -hmm. the cable's cut or something, but it's like a really valuable thing with a cable cut, whatever. Maybe. So the leftover manic part of me still thinks probably. Um, so how are, I, you, how are you advertising this? Well, I only decided today I'm finally going to do it next week. My, my wife was like, here's the deal. Have the sale you can have. 
because I was like, there's going to be a popcorn machine. Uh, there's there's going to be, you know what I mean? Like, there's, <laughs> you're, you're like, this is going to be a sale. This is going to be yeah, like a good old fashioned like, rummage sale. Is, we're going to have, gonna be we're going to have event. balloons, uh, you know, and, and Laurel at one point was like, you know, I, I see you. I love this Uncle Ray thing. I think it's great. I think it's a great way to kind of have fun and probably part of healing from this thing and having a little distance from it. So you don't have to answer the question of why do you have all this stuff, dude? Right. But she's like, I see you possibly spending too much time on the backstory of Uncle Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fair enough, fair enough. And then the other thing she said that was so helpful was exactly that. Like, just have the say you can have, have it next weekend. So until the moment we started recording or met up here, I've been prepping for this yard sale, which is about so much more than selling tools. So. Wow. Yeah. It's mental yard sale as mental health corner. I like. Yeah, we'll see. I don't like, I do not like uh, having garage sales. I don't want, I, I look at people that come and look at my shit and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing looking at my shit? Even though I put it out there, you know, it's you like, you don't it, deserve this. You don't deserve this. Yeah. You don't know what to do with this. Uh, so we'll see if I can pull it off. That's why it's good that it's uncle Ray. I'm thinking of having a picture of uncle Ray with like a born and death date. And then the, and the last bit is anybody who, who says, who is, are you Uncle Ray? They get a 20% discount. If they figure it out, they get a discount. So I'm not trying to just straight up lie to people. Um, that's my story. That's my check-in. I, uh, I went to a garage sale once when I was maybe 16. And there was an Oscar, like the computer, the like briefcase computer, the Oscar. Oh, cool. Um, and... They were real cagey when you first started asking questions about it because clearly they wanted it to go to a good home. I believe the magic words were when I asked, is that a 300 baud modem? And <laughs> and they were like, okay, this guy, this mm -hmm. guy might want this. Um, maybe it wasn't even the Oscar. Maybe like I bought that summer, I bought an Oscar and I bought an AT&T Unix machine, one of their first portable. Damn. AT&T machines and that was the one that had a 300 baud coupler modem that like came out the side and you you put the phone receiver into it oh and, my god and like and then it was like a 300 baud connection to your gopher servers or whatever right, 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 right. <laughs> um I learned Unix on that AT&T machine that is wow. where I learned most of my Unix skills um but anyway I I feel like the idea that People who have garage sales really do want their shit to go to people who will cherish it. Oh, nice. TRS, TRS 80, the trash 80. Trash I just, 80. I just pulled out my mint condition trash 80, which I'll talk about after this. I just want to say a little bit about vintage computing when we're done with our check-ins. Je Jeff is currently holding up a trash 80. A portable trash 80. Which which I have to be honest with you guys. Um, I'd always like heard like what a trash 80 is or whatever, but like I didn't know what it looked like until maybe, I don't know, like a year or two ago. And then I was like, oh damn. Oh, my cousin hot. had one. Yeah. No, no, just... did, did all of them have um integrated screens or were or was that only some of them? Like one line screen. Yeah. yeah. No, this one's like a, I think a five line screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, but did but they all have screens? There was or? like a desktop version. Okay, okay. So yeah. This is why I was confused because in my mind, I'd always anticipate, I'd always thought that it was like a, a desktop thing, right? And and normal desktop computer, you know, home computer thing. But then I saw it with the screen. And I was like, oh shit, if I'd known that it looked like that, like I would have been way more into it. 
Well, so I, think, since, I think that's what it was. Since we're in it, I'll just give you the yes. quick story of this thing. So I had posted a photo. My sons volunteered at a place here called Free Geek. And, and part of Free Geek is just taking apart electronics so they can recycle them. The other part is a electronics thrift store. Um, and, and so last week, actually, I saw a, a Commodore 64 executive, which is like you pick it up with a big handle and it's got uh-huh. a little integrated screen and, and uh-huh. the keyboard comes out and they had one of the old Heath kit computers there. Anyway, so we had picked up a, a an old like 90s PC pre Pentium and the boys run Doom on it and play Doom on it. And I put a picture of that on Facebook and, and Eric Ringham, who's I knew when I worked at Minnesota Public Radio, greatest voice in radio, um, had worked for the Star Tribune, which is our local Minneapolis paper. And he messaged me and he's like, hey, I have a TRS-80 if you want it. And I was like, yes, I want it. And I went over to his house the next day. It's in mint condition. It still works. And it had the Star Tribune's um, instructions for use, which called it instructions for using the trash 80 is what it said. And it actually was, he took it to China and he used it as a foreign correspondent, but because he could never figure out how to use the modem, um, he, he still had to call his editor and read the copy that he, that he typed on this. And sadly he had programmed space invaders into it, but it's the, it doesn't exist there anymore. So anyway, that's how I ended up with the trash 80. Um, it's beautiful. Do you guys know who Charles edge is? Oh, no. name only. Um, yeah, I met him a while back and he is, he contributes to like Huffington Post and he writes books. Um, but he is basically, uh, aside from being a computer scientist, he's a, a historian of computing and that guy, you give him like a model number and he can tell you like the history and the capabilities of just about any That's awesome. historical machine. He's very, int- he's also very good looking. Oh, straight, straight, there you go. But very good looking. You know, I, just a thing about Huffington Post, because it's been the case for many, many years, maybe uh, nigh on decades, that saying you write for Huffington Post is the same as saying you write for MySpace. It's like, <laughs> it's not it's not a thing that was like, we're picking you anymore. <laughs> but that's yeah. all right. That's all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. He also writes for Inc.com. That counts for something, right? Sure. Is that a tattoo rag or? Sure. Uh Sure. (laughs) All right. Christina, how's your mental health? My mental health is good. Um, I think that the new antidepressant is working. So yay. Um, Applause, everyone. Um, So that's really, really good. So I actually spent like last week, this week has been fine. I've been just doing work stuff. Um, Work is starting to get hectic. But last week, I actually had like a, a week of like concerts that the concerts were great, but it was also one of those things where like I'm I'm reaching the age where I go to see concerts and like I look at the crowd and I see how old the crowd is and it like makes me uncomfortable with my own mortality. <laughs> so yeah, I went yeah. and so, so the first thing, so my friend Erin and I basically did like a week of concerts. So she lives in Raleigh. We work together. She's my GitHub work wife. Um, I, I usually get married to at least one person um sure. per job, but she's my GitHub work wife. And um she was she was in Seattle visiting some friends that she has. Yeah, I think that's you. And uh, so we went to see, because we, we have similar taste in music. And so we went to see at a winery. And I'd never been to this winery before. I'd never been to this part of um, uh, Washington before, Woodenville. At, and I've been wanting to go there. We saw Dashboard Confessional, who I've seen many, many times. And we've talked about on this pod. Okay. And I saw Counting Crows. Oh, fun. And Counting Crows is one of my favorite bands ever. And they're actually yeah, one of the best band. bands. Amazing band. And live, they are phenomenal. Um, Aaron had never seen them live. And I told her, I was like, no, like they're one of the best bands you will ever see live. And she was like, it's kind of skeptical. And then afterwards she was like, <laughs> holy shit, you're right. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. 
Um, they uh, they were amazing. They did this right after the uh, prepare to feel really awful. The 30th anniversary of August and everything after. Oh, dude, everything's <laughs> the 30th anniversary for me, and we're getting up on 40th with some of these albums. But, uh-huh. but no, but no, but no, but that would like mind fucked me. And uh, but they 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 were amazing. They did a lot of great songs. They opened with my favorite Counting Crows song, which I was not expecting, and so that was kind of like a, a whole thing. And um, they cover Taylor Swift actually, like on their <laughs> on their set list, which like was to me like they covered the one from um, Folklore, which I I was not expecting at all. And I was like, okay, my two worlds are colliding here, and 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 I I don't know how I feel about this, but I love it. <laughs> um, but then so so we did that on on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we flew to Raleigh and I stayed with her. She was gracious enough to host me. And we saw Ben Folds on Wednesday in Raleigh. Um, he's doing um, solo piano shows um, a- across the US because he just released a new album. And I love Ben Folds. Love, love, love him. Nice. But he's from uh, South Carolina. And we um, uh, basically, that was like the, the hometown show. Like we, we paid to do the meet and greet. We did not pay for the photo op because I'm not going to pay $75 for a photo. I, I already have photos of me and Ben Folds. I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I did pay $75 for the meet and greet, which had an AMA part, which was great, which was lovely. And like his one of his original music teachers was there from like elementary school, as well as like a guy that he went to high school with. Like it, it so it was it was pretty nice. cool, like just in the in the audience. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And um, and he was great. And then we so so we our, our whole thing is so we were like, OK, we're going to go see him in Raleigh. And then we got on a plane at 5 a.m. on Thursday morning and flew to D.C. to see him at the Kennedy Center. Oh, and fun. and so I spent the weekend in Washington, D.C. That's too. quite a week. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was it was really, really fun. And, you know, this is the sort of shit that I usually do like when I'm feeling like me, oh, like I will yeah, yeah. totally sure. just be the sort of person who's like, yeah, one of my favorite bands is playing two shows and they're a city apart. Oh, Let's get on an yeah. airplane and do it. Like I yeah. do that shit. Right. But I haven't Jesus, done that. In a, but I haven't yeah. done that in a really long time. And and I, I planned this when I wasn't feeling good, but I'm so glad I was feeling good when I did it. That's amazing. And 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 then we we went to a, we went to a, a Nationals game. Uh, uh, saw the Braves. The Braves beat the Nats. Go Braves! Um, it just had a really nice weekend in in Washington D.C. with my friend. And I just I was like, I don't know. I, I, it like hit me. I was like, I feel like myself. Like I'm going to cry so, because I felt like myself for the yeah, first time you, in a you, long time. You, you planned this when you weren't feeling like yourself. Did, yeah. did you believe were you, you were going to do it? Yeah, exactly. Were you did you plan it in the hopes that you were going to feel like yourself in time? I think so. And 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 if not, then it was one of those things where I was like, well, I'll just I'll do it, right? Like I, I can just this is, can just be one of those things that I just kind of like, you know, Force suck yourself. up and do. Right, yeah. right. But but it but it wouldn't have been the same thing because live music um invigorates me and and su- sustains me in a way basically like nothing else. That's why I always go on like my concert adventures. Like people, you know, some people, people spend their money on different things and I don't judge. Um, and, and so I know people look at me sometimes and they think it's weird, you know, um, that I'll, I'll fly to different cities, um, frequently, you know, to, to see concerts, but, um, live music really does, um, invigorate me. And, but this, yeah, you know, I, I planned this before I was feeling good and, and I, I, I guess I, there was a hope in the back of my mind that I'd be feeling good, but I, I didn't, I didn't appreciate how much better it was to feel good and do that, you know, and, yeah. and, and also to just, you know, be with my friend and, um, 
you know, uh, like, and you never know. That's the thing too. You never know when you first, I guess, like travel with someone and you're with them for like a long period of time. Like, is this going to work out? Like, are we the types of friends who can travel together or not? Yeah. And, and Aaron and I definitely are, which is great. Um, I found that out earlier this, this year too, with my friends, Catherine and, and, um, Alex, when we went to Disney world together, but like, you know, Disney world. Love yeah. And like, we had like, you know, we were adults at Disney, not, not adult Disney fans to be clear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. That's an important distinction. It is us. an important yeah. distinction, but, but like when we did that, like, you know, but that's always a nice thing too. Cause you never know. Um, especially like when we are adults, like when you travel with people, it's not like when you're in college and you can just kind of like go along with it. You know, if somebody's lame and you're like, okay, it's whatever. Like it sucks if you're spending like seven days with someone who you don't really like oh that much. Oh my God. No, that's not something to do. No, no, no. So we, so Aaron and I travel well together and, and which was fantastic for both of us to learn, which was great. So um, yeah, so that was, that's, that's my update. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm feeling like myself again for the first time in a really long time. So that's yay. amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I love it so much. That's amazing. Uh, right. yeah, Brett, you, I know you got some business to tend to. The yeah, raccoons. Got... I've been promised raccoons. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, I think I want to make the raccoons a section after mental health. Sure. Partner. We're gonna this we're gonna get favorite. into the might raccoons. be my favorite sentence uh, <laughs> in in the history of this podcast. The raccoons at all. As far as mental health goes, um, things are actually pretty good. I had a brief manic episode a couple weeks ago uh, for the first time. It was right after I told you guys that I hadn't had a manic episode for like six months. <laughs> right. It was someone's liter- listening to the podcast. Literally the next day. <laughs> Literally the next day, I realized wow. that I was manic again, but it only lasted about two and a half days, and and then it ended. The depression was mild, and I have been stable ever since then. Um, Good. In the interest of collecting data about this kind of thing, I can't remember if I had this out last time we talked or not, but I, I wrote a, a command line tool called Journal. Yeah, uh, um, You didn't talk about it, but I've been following your blog, and I've been obsessed with it. And you can, using a YAML config file, you can, you can add questions. You fucking um, man. I love shit. I'm not right. following you enough. To ask yourself, great. and you can give yourself like numeric ratings on a Ooh. question. You can give yourself text input. Um, you can ask yourself, or you can add like weather data. And I just today added moon phase to the weather data that you can collect. So it, go ahead. Pause. So I normally keep up with what you're doing. I used to look at your your site every day because I wanted to see what new fucking bananas thing you were working on. But I only just logged on having having learned just now about journal. And I already know how deep in you are because your most current <laughs> post is historical weather for journal. CLI. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, I missed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because like one of the features is if you miss a day. So like the idea was it stores your info in a JSON structured data file that you can then use for analysis and querying. That was the important part to me, but it can also store markdown journal entries and it can add to day one. Mm -hmm. So however you want to journal, but to me, the important part was I needed, I was scoring uh, my, our couple therapists asked us to rate our own, kind of bandwidth and our partner's bandwidth mm. uh, daily on a scale of one to five. And I started doing that in day one and then realized I had no way to query or output these specific numbers. 
and I couldn't correlate them to any other factors. Mm -hmm. So I wrote journal just to allow me to keep this JSON file of all of these numbers and all kinds of other peripheral data that might affect them so I could draw correlations later. So that's Mm -hmm. the primary function of journal. Um, It has already led to some enlightening uh, discoveries. I am interested to see how moon phase affects some of these scores because I'm not into astrology. I don't uh, at all, at all, not even a little. It's completely fake. But I have noticed that on full moons and the two days surrounding full moons, I don't sleep as well. And I don't know if that's just extra light in the room or what. Okay, but- here's the thing. I think that there's – okay, I, I, I'm going to, like, be a hypocrite here. I think that, like, astrology, like the co – you know, like like horoscope, all that stuff is complete bunk and nonsense. Total bullshit. I, complete bullshit. There's nothing – I mean, that, 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 is, that is fantasy on a yeah. level that, like, I'm not – like, like religion, I, I can sort of I, – I can understand the appeal behind. I can't even understand the appeal behind this because it's literally we, made we of agree. nonsense. We right? agree on this. But I think that when it comes to, like, the stuff that can happen with moons and the tides, I do think yeah. that can that can affect how you feel because it's it's legit gr- gravitational yes. changes. Yes, yeah, like like, that like could that could affect I don't know things like mood and sleep and absolutely. So, yep, 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 yep. So I'm tracking this and now. I'm collecting this data as well, um, and I've been slowly writing like journal itself. The CLI doesn't offer any query tools. Um, like basically you you get a JSON file that you can parse and work in whatever language you like and do whatever you want with. Uh, so I, I write scripts in Ruby that output different correlations and I'd be really curious. It also, I found out there's like this data view plugin for Obsidian that- Yeah, that's a great plugin. It could use YAML headers in your journal entries and output- different like different ways to view your data. So journal now, when it outputs a markdown entry, which you can point to your your obsidian vault, um, it includes all of your numeric and weather da- data as YAML headers that you can then use uh, obsidian data view to to map and because we're still in mental health corner, I need you to stop saying obsidian because I've had to bar myself from using it because I um, become so obsessive in using it that I, I lose all of my yeah, time. I feel like I that's a major that. pitfall to obsidian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I honestly like I test it once in a while. Same. And I see I see all the potential. It's it is, awesome. It is. It really it is, is awesome. I still read the change logs. Same, I remember- but, but it is. And I use it. But like I have the same problem where like I could literally lose 12 hours and and I'm I'm not actually even being like Christina hyperbolic I'm being completely serious I could lose yeah. 12 hours of my life to configuring and dealing with all the little things that I would want and maybe that would be a good use of 12 hours I who who's to say <laughs> but 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 I could I can totally like get sucked down those rabbit holes I completely understand I talked yeah. to I talked to a developer from Obsidian early on I think maybe even before their first public release and he he said to me I don't see this as competition for NV Ultra. Um, however, 
It right. 100% is. Oh, it absolutely like, is. It is. And it does so much more than NB Ultra even aspires to Which do. Which I think is a good thing. I think that's the one area where it's not competition, right? Like, it absolutely is. And for some people, I think it will replace exactly what they would use NB Ultra for. Yeah. But in another sense, I think this is it's almost a good thing for you where you're like, okay, if you need to go beyond, yeah, I don't have to well, build that. And here's the thing is both apps work with a folder full of markup Correct. files. Exactly. Yes. So you can access your you can Obsidian data in NV Ultra and you can use NV Ultra for quick entry into right. Obsidian. Right. So the, there is there's, there's some a complementary path for, for sure. Synergy. The, can oh, we say synergy? No, definitely, right? And look, I think that they definitely and they, I think they even admitted it, like took, you know, things from NV Alt, right? Was was yeah. definitely inspiration for it. Um, but I think that in one case, cause we've talked about the, this before, but yeah, they were like, oh, we don't see it as competition. It's absolutely competition, but I think they serve different purposes. And for you specifically, Brett, like, I think that is actually good that there's this app that in many ways could go down all the Brett rabbit holes, but you're not yeah, the one right. building it and, <laughs> and you don't have to be in charge of it because you can just make your app, your app. You guys the- stop. I opened obsidian. It's not good. It's <laughs> there's, not good. There is so much <laughs> that. If I could convince Fletcher, my partner on NV Ultra, is very like you have to absolutely convince him with data that a feature is worth adding before he will consider adding it to NV Ultra. Still in beta. (laughs) It is. It is. It is. (laughs) I'm saying that knowing that this is not on you. I I Um, would never say that if it was uh, strictly your situation. But (laughs) so like there are all these things that Obsidian does that I'm like, oh, my God, we should totally figure out like an even better way to do this thing. And it'll just be a a no go with Fletcher because I can't I'm not a logical person like I can't uh, I can't debate. I can't debate if if a debate is all about like logic and data, I'm kind of lost. Like I get screwed over when the conversation becomes overly technical uh, in any kind of debate. Uh, I have I have some information, but I have an ADHD brain that doesn't retain a lot of facts and and data points that I can use to prove my argument. So I get I get. Uh, bulldoze very easily when I'm dealing with someone who is very logical. But anyway, um, so journal aside, my old manic episode aside, I also DJ'd at. I was going to ask you about that. At Ed's No Name Bar. It's no longer called Ed's because Ed sold it. But back in the day, this guy named Ed Hoffman uh, wanted to open, and originally it was supposed to be a wine bar. He was going to open a high-class wine bar, but he gave up on that and opened a dive bar. But dive bar in like in a hipster way, right? Like a very like a hipster bar with like the Christmas lights around totally. the 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 liquor selection and everything. And d- d- dive bar parentheses aesthetic. Yeah, and and he didn't he didn't come up with a name, so it just became known as Ed's No Name Bar. Um, he sold it. Now it's literally registered as no name bar um that's nice and i had a friend bartending there and i tweeted i tweeted uh spotify had given me this list of recommended songs and i'm like holy shit i want to i want to dj this for a crowd um for anybody who would listen and so i tweeted that and and christian was like hey uh eds on thursday four to four to eight 
So I showed up with my iPhone and my playlist ready to go. Nobody there. And nobody was there for the first three hours of my set. Um, but it was still a blast to sit yeah. at the dive bar and talk to Christian and listen to fucking old school punk rock for three hours. And then people finally started showing up. But it was at the point I got to about two hours into the playlist and I decided to mix in something other than classic punk. Uh, and it went to like Sage Francis and Fugazi and Mud Honey and K Flay. And it kind of like it became a more diverse playlist at that point. And that's when everyone started showing up. So people missed out. Like the first six songs on the playlist are Rise Above by Black Flag, California Uberalis by the Dead Kennedys, Fuck Shit Up by Blatz, Ever Fallen in Love by the Buzzcocks, I Love Living in the City by Fear. I love living in the city. Yeah. <laughs> and Living in Exile by Blood for Blood. And then it just goes on with that kind of theme from there. But it was so much fun just to just to be in a bar, even though there was nobody there. Uh, just to Sounds be like in a bar a listening to it. Yeah, exactly. It reminded me so much of the bars. Well, you guys want to play out. dice in the corner? Oh, yeah. We'd hang out in bars in New York City, like in, in Queens. And we'd be in this like just shitty bar, almost nobody there. And they would have a jukebox and we would play whatever Runaways, whatever Joan Jet, whatever NWA they had. And we would just kind of run the sound system for an almost empty bar. And it did remind me of being on tour. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This is like practice, but we're in Pittsburgh. <clears throat> you guys want to talk about raccoons? Yes, let's talk about raccoons. Please. Okay. Wait, can I ask a journal question really quick? Yes, please. Um, first of all, this reminds me of... Um, Oh, Simon, what's his last name? I've talked about it before, but his um, data set. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wilson, and, Wilson. He, yeah, and his like personal uh, life logging uh, sort of attachment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Simon Wilson. Yeah, he's he's the best. It has that spirit. But I wanted to ask, like, so you're building this stuff in. I assume there's at least six or seven more things that will be built in in the next month. <laughs> and by the way, without a manic phase, nice work. Yeah. Um, and that's that's amazing. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, yeah. But is it is there a way to just like say I want to hook this API to Journal as a user, uh, and 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 there's like a a pathway to that? Can that be a thing? <laughs> no, but that it can be a thing. That, yeah, that's what I mean. a can really good a idea. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I love that thing of like you're you're identifying all these things that you wonder maybe impact your mental health. And, and I can imagine then my brain racing off and being like, I'm going to go grab a, uh, baseball scores. Yeah. So um, like you, I do define, not watch baseball, but that's you define a key and a question type and a question type right now can be numeric. It can be an integer or a float. It can be uh, text. It can be multi-line text. It can be weather. Like you have all these different types and I could easily have a type that was API and either through a plugin architecture or just if there was like a URL you could query yeah, and, and bring in like JSON or any kind of structured data, then yeah, I could add that. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed I'm, I'm always a little off when the international space station passes over. That's, only, an a, that's an API. <laughs> there's only maybe 200 people using journal right now. One after this podcast ends. or two, 200 who have tried it. I don't know how many kept using it. Um, but 
I have yet to receive any major feature requests, just some bug reports. Um, so I will consider that a valid yes. feature request. Consider it on yes. the docket. Okay, right. so Raccoons. when I was when I was in my twenties, um, my ex wife and I were driving along a road, and we saw a baby raccoon, and we pulled over because it looked lost, and we had just seen a dead raccoon in the road a little bit before. So the safe assumption was that that was the mother, and this young raccoon was lost, and we picked it up. And we brought it home and it had nothing in its eye sockets, just empty eye sockets, a totally blind raccoon. So uh, apparently born that way, just it didn't look there were no scars, just born without eyes. And we named it Charlie, uh, a Ray Charles reference. And um, and and we cared for it for probably three weeks um feeding it and and loving it and it be it was super sweet like it would yeah. it would it would do its little chirping uh when you'd come in and it would feel your face and <laughs> like a, amazing like, yeah and and it like got to know Aditi's face even better than mine i think and uh we eventually found a sanctuary in Baraboo Wisconsin that would take him and uh we went back to visit him multiple times and he would come running up and he would feel Aditi's face and just start like chirping, like oh, so happy to see her Beautiful. and her nose ring. He, she, he loved her nose ring. Oh um, God. Careful. But <laughs> yeah, <for> like <laughs> yonk. So have you ever felt a raccoon's paws? No, they no, are. I'd they're like human. To. They're so soft They're It's like human skin. And and they're very gentle with their paws, and they just they pat and feel and and mm. and wash their hands in water. If you've ever seen that, it's oh adorable. My God, no, I um, felt the skunk's paws once, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> but I I came to love raccoons, and <laughs> then when I first saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I felt a connection to Rocket. Right. Um, Trash Panda. And then I saw Guardians of the Galaxy three. Oh, I need to see. In which you realize that the story was never about Star-Lord. The story was Rockets the whole time. Mm. And Rocket becomes, I won't, no spoilers. Everyone should absolutely see Guardians 3. Um, you should probably watch all three in order. But um, Rocket's storyline, when you look at it, he goes from victim like you get his full backstory in Guardians 3 where he is uh the product of experimentation and is almost like put to death because he has served his usefulness he goes from victim to advocate to to hero to leader hmm. and and you see um you see the progression of him emotionally and it is Every time I watch Guardians 3, which is three times now, I sob. I cry the whole way through. There's a part oh. where, where Rocket almost dies. And I know after the first time that he doesn't die. I know I know in my heart he's going to be okay. And it still hits me. James Gunn is a goddamn genius. Mm. And, and obviously, he wrote this story for Rocket. Mm -hmm. Like, this was Rocket's story all along, and it has 
like it has led to all of these deep realizations about my own trauma, about my own story. And honestly, like no, no, I, I rarely cry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I'll tear up a little for an emotional scene, but this is like, I watch guardians three and there are tears streaming down my face. And I have to like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Snotting into my, my shirt. And it's, it's amazing. I uh, have you guys seen Guardians three? I haven't. Um, I've wanted to. Is it on Disney Plus now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it is. cool. All right, I'll watch it because uh, I, I I wanted to see it um, this summer and I just wasn't able to. Um, but uh, but I like the first two and and I always kind of agree with you. I thought that Rocket was like a, a very underrated character and like should have like had more. Especially after the second one, I was like, okay, this character fucking rules. Like this, yeah. I, I'm, into, I'm, I'm into the, yeah. the trash. Well, guy. he's got this whole like <laughs> tough guy persona. He has to be like the toughest guy in the galaxy, right? Right. But he's just covering up his own insecurity and pain. And there's this amazing scene where I can't remember the character's name, the blue guy, Yondu or something like yeah. that, um, starts yelling at him about, he, he's like, I know who you are. I know what you are. And he starts explaining like all of these things that hit Rocket to his core. And then he's like, I know who you are because you're me. And Rocket's response is, what a pair we are. And uh-huh. like, it's it's so cutting. It's so biting. It's so good. Um, awesome. I'm going to link a um, a podcast on Rocket um, I can't remember the name of the podcast, but it's a, a, a filmmaker and a psychologist and I want to say a film critic um, that come together to talk about Rocket's kind of trajectory through this whole thing. Um, anyone who is at all touched by this, whether you've seen Guardians 3 or not, um, go check out this podcast. It'll be in the show notes. It's it's a YouTube video podcast, a video cast. Um, but it, it is absolutely worth seeing even you could watch it as a prequel to, to <laughs> seeing, to seeing, actually seeing guardians three, but yeah. So that's awesome. my raccoon thing. Oh, and L is knitting me a raccoon. That's um, amazing. She started this before guardians three came out because she knew I loved raccoons to begin with. Um, after we saw Guardians 3, I'm like, we are naming this stuffed animal you're making me. We're naming it Rocket. Hell yeah. And she, so I had this brand on the inside of my right forearm that is this spiral that I made with a twisted up coat hanger and a blowtorch. And it represents, for me, it represents like serious trauma and depression and healing. Like there's like a whole story to it. And she's going to tattoo, and we've talked about like doing couples tattoos, like her taking on this brand as well in the form of a white tattoo, but she's going to put this onto my stuffed raccoon. Nice. And I was like, oh my God, that is, that's amazing. That's amazing. will mean so much to me. Yeah, that's beautiful. Also, if I'm not mistaken, the picture of you and the blind raccoon is going to be the show art, right? It will, yes. Yeah. I love that photo so much. When I when I showed my kids, they're like, "Is this the same one that had an arrow through its head?" I was like, "I don't think so." That did happen though. I know. Or was that a goose? No, you. <laughs> First of all, thank you 
for that. <laughs> Secondly, how the I, I don't think a goose could have an arrow through its head and be walking around. It was a raccoon. Yeah. You told me the story. You and Aditi actually both told me the story the one time I met her and and the first time I met you. Yeah. Uh, that that you looked out your I think your your deck sliding glass door and there yeah, was yeah, a raccoon yeah, yeah. with an arrow through its head walking around. Yeah. That sounds very true. My also memory is so foggy, but um speaking of pets though, speaking of rescued animals. So we I'm sorry, I'm taking up a lot of time here, but um That's right. we we got a cat from the Humane Society. Uh we went in and we looked and there were a couple of long hairs that we really wanted, but they were like there's four people on the waiting list for these already. So we brought home a cat whose name at the Humane Society was Connie, short for concrete, having something to do with her origin story. But she had been fostered and returned because she was too underfoot. Um, She was too loving and they considered her dangerous to have around the house. So we named her Hazy, short for safety hazard. (laughs) <laughs> and we spent we spent a week with her, but she proved to be um, an exceptional escape artist. Uh, we just spent thousands of dollars getting new windows in her home, and they have these screens that you can squeeze and pop out. And she figured out how to pop the screens out. And I came home from getting groceries, and there was a screen lying in our front lawn. And sure enough, she was gone. She didn't go far. I sat down on the front porch. She came up. She was uh, she was wrapping herself around my legs within minutes. So we thought, okay, from now on, we can only open the windows from the top because both sides slide, right? So we open it from the top. Next day, we're watching a YouTube video in the living room, and we look out the front window in the rain, and there's a very wet hazy looking in at us. Um, <laughs> and that's untenable to never be able to open windows in our house again. Right. So so we took her back, and when we did, they're like, so you know those four people waiting for these long hair cats? They all they all bowed out. Oh, my God. And we're like, perfect. So right now, up in my room, as like the quarantine room, I have two long-haired cats. We're debating on names. We have considered Data and Lore. We have considered Wilhelm and Jacob, uh, the Grimm brothers. Uh, we have considered Niles and Frazier, but right now we're kind of leaning towards Morris and Dick or Richard. And because like I had an uncle Morris, she had an uncle Dick, and we're going to name them after our uncles. The personalities fit pretty well. One of them is super gregarious and like just out there loving you. And the other one hid under my bed for the first 24 hours he was home and now is like coming out and it's like being a little more social. but. I love these cats. I really think they're going to work out. Still have to introduce them to Bod, but I'm excited. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll shut up now. I have talked for like I 10 minutes it. straight. You guys, you guys. No, I got nothing. Um, I mean, we're also close to uh, gratitude time. I was going to say, go I was going to say, it's almost gratitude time. Uh, before we get into gratitude, uh, I want to do um, uh, uh, a bitch and um, complain a little bit about some. Uh, oh yes, some of, the, some of the things with macOS uh, Sonoma, which I have to admit. I look, I didn't test a lot of the things in the beta. Like I had it in on like an external drive. I did it in VMs. I didn't do it on like, you know, bare metal or whatever, because I'm not about that life anymore. I don't have to be. So I'm not. <laughs> so fuck that. Um, but okay. First of all, the default behavior of when you click on the desktop, what the fuck guys, what the fuck? 
I don't. You don't it. like that? I love that. I like it. That makes but I don't me so like... happy. Okay, it makes me happy because I ha- I added like ten widgets to my desktop, and now I don't have to use the the mouse gesture. I can just click anywhere on the desktop and see my widgets. That works for me. Fine. Which is fine, but like, okay, but didn't there used to be a way, like you could do basically two things, like one, which is like a click on my desktop and keep my windows there, fine. And then there was also an option where you could just see your desktop the way with all the widgets, yeah, like everything moved away. Like a five finger swipe out on a yes, trackpad exactly. would move all your windows. Yeah. Right. And that's gone now. I don't have that option yeah. anymore. And that no, fucking that's st- like you can see. Oh, maybe better touch tool gives it to me, but maybe, maybe you can still tool, trigger it. I mean, I, I'm going to have to set a better touch tool to do that, though, on like across a bunch of devices. So that pisses me off. Like, don't fuck sure. with my default behavior like that. Like, that's number one. Don't move my cheese. I'm, I'm becoming that person. But the real thing that I want to r- r- rant about is, OK, it, it is the year of our Lord 2023. It is almost 2024. What the fuck, Apple Music for Mac? What the fuck? Like actually, I haven't what the used fuck? it. Is it bad? What what it's happened? Still, is it's still awful. That's the point. Like Spotify, is what I use on desktop. I cannot open Except, the the music. I know they Spotify it up. on Sonoma. Yes, yes. It like it glitches every like fifteen seconds or so. My sound cuts out ever oh, since doesn't. I installed Sonoma. Oh, it's been okay. Bad. Okay, mine doesn't do that. So, uh, but they did update the interface in a way that I don't like. But that's beside the point. It's still better than the shit show that is Apple Music for the Mac, where I, I like I don't know, guys. Like, what the fuck? Like, genuinely, I, I I know that you had to kill iTunes or whatever, but like, did you? Because honestly, it's it's this <laughs> shitty, shitty, shitty app that runs poorly. Yeah. I don't know what it is supposed to be. And here's the worst part: people, and when I bitch about this on on Mastodon. Or or Twitter or whatever, but usually on Mastodon because that's where I mostly do my my um, tech bitching because Twitter is whatever. Um, well, actually, and- it's called X now. Oh fuck you! I'm never going to. I'm gonna. I'm. 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 I'm gonna, that 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 should be like the the preview for our uh, for for our episode. That should be the 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 teaser. Oh fuck! You know, actually, it's called Mastodon. Oh, fuck you. It's called X now. It's called Mastodon. Oh, it's called X now. Fuck you. Yeah. Um. No. No. Fuck off for real. I'm never calling it X. Um. Fuck off. No. But like when I when I bitch about this on Mastodon, I'll inevitably get people who will be like, Oh, well, just use the web app. Okay. First of all. Fuck you too, because that's or Apple Music. Yes, yes. Oh God, no. You, correct. Weird. Yeah, that's correct. A weird. Uh, correct. Oh. That 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 that's a weird being uh, so far up Apple's asshole, right? Honestly, but B, I would except the whole reason that I use Apple Music, the entire reason why I like it over Spotify, the only thing that it has over Spotify for me is that it has the decades, and it is plural now, of music that I've purchased from Apple from iTunes in the cloud. Um, Not all of which, in in fact, a a fairly substantial amount is not available on Apple Music. And it has the decades, again, plural, of music that I've uploaded over the years that I've gotten from other places that might not be available on Apple Music. So that's the whole reason that I prefer it because it has my cloud. It's, It's basically a cloud version of like my local library that I used to have to carry around all the time, as well as the entire catalog of songs. Otherwise, I would just say, fuck you. I'm using Spotify. They had better playlists anyway. But I can't because I like having some of my, my specific you know, versions and, and other things. So I, I primarily use Apple Music on my phone and my iPad 
for mobile, and then I use Spotify on the desktop. I would like to use Apple Music on the desktop, but I can't because it's a piece of shit because it consumes so much memory and it's awful. And if I open it, it, it does all kinds of things and it's just a bad experience. And so, but here's the, here's the kicker. The web version of Apple Music does not let you listen to any of your local library uploads. It doesn't let yep. you listen to any of your iCloud uploads. So it ruins that for you. Which so you if, can do on your phone. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> on your weird. Mac, but not right. on the web service. No, because, I'm saying you could use that everywhere else. It's, right. it's not... Not not, not not there exactly. So so fuck you, Apple, for for ruining. Like you had the best music app thing yeah. in the world, and you threw it away um, more than a decade ago when you ruined iTunes. But like, started with that goddamn icon. But like, ugh, but they're it. making so much more money on it now. I I know, and I don't care. And like, can <laughs> can, can, can you dedicate some of your resources to making the the fucking desktop app work so that I don't have to be, live in this weird two universes i'm sorry that was that was a really long rant and that was my no that's cool i um i actually don't use apple music on the desktop so i haven't i like it frustrated me a long time ago and spotify was just better Better. yeah um i i really appreciate spotify however i cannot use spotify on my mac right now um every every 15 seconds or so it cuts out for maybe two seconds and then comes back, not pause. Like it'll skip two seconds of whatever I'm listening to. Oh God, that's awful. And yeah, so it's unusable. It's, it's absolutely pointless for me. Um, so I have just been listening on my phone and pushing it to my speakers in my office, um, through my echo, weirdly enough, um, completely outside of Apple's ecosystem. Well, I mean, but, uh, fuck them, man. It works, and and I I do love Spotify. I really do. I do too. I think their playlists are so much better. It's like scary oh, how much sure. better they are. Like it's it's like scary. Well, App, Apple let the last couple times I've loaded Apple Music, I haven't even seen the for you playlists. I don't even know if they're doing that. No, they are. They are. In fact, they're making it better. They're supposed to introduce like a for you station and they're trying to do other stuff, but, but they're so far behind what Spotify does for Spotify, Spotify discover, but also Spotify will take like, they'll customize playlists based on your listening thing where they'll be like, okay, this is a playlist for this type of genre or this thing. Yeah. They'll give you six, six a day. Yeah, different yeah. genres. But but even beyond that, they'll be like, "This is a a playlist on this thing, but for Christina Warren." So it's it'll yeah. be like their own kind of so like a cross between curated and algorithmically determined based on your yeah. history, like yeah. which is fucking brilliant. Like it's yeah. and I discover really so much. Good. I discover so much new music yeah. from Spotify that I never discover new music on Apple Music ever. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, yep. Spotify absolutely. is incredible for that. Incredible. I, all all of the bands I have learned about in the last year have been because they've they've created a playlist for me that is about half songs yep. that I have loved in the past or songs that I listen to frequently and then half songs I've never heard but make sense based on my listening history 100%. and I have found like so many new bands all the new bands I listen to are because Spotify suggested them same, same. I like, I listen to all these, like, you know, like 20 year olds who are making, you know, like indie lo-fi throwback to like, you know, late nineties, early two thousands music. And I'm like, God, I don't even want to contemplate the fact that this is throwback for you, but I, I love, <laughs> but I love it so much. And I'm like, and I find about, I've learned about it on Spotify, you know, uh, at, like Apple music, you tried. 
but and I pay you still, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but like, me too. I, I, pay, I do the I do the Apple one. Same, same. But I yeah, I, I still think I, I pay too. I pay regardless. But like because of again, I like having my local music stuff. But the Spotify stuff is just so much better. It really is. Hmm. Hmm. All right, we should do gratitude because I have yet another thing to interject in my gratitude. Okay. But I'll keep it short. I promise okay. I'll keep it short. But Christina, I think you have one to go start with. I do. I do. Okay. So my pick this week is called Interlink. And Interlink is an app from the creator of Pins, which is a cross, uh, it's a, not cross platform, but it's a yeah. Mac and an iOS uh, pinboard um, um, app. Yeah, I love Pinboard, pins. meaning pinboard.in. Here's the thing with Penboard. Uh, Brett and I have both used it for forever. I don't know if you've ever used it, Jeff. Same. But yeah, yeah, um, sure. okay, so we've we, all three of us have used this for forever. I think we've all noticed that it has basically been in maintenance mode for a while. In fact, I think that a uh, massage like took like a year plus off and like didn't do anything with it. Uh, like I don't even know if he was responding to you know user requests because there used to be like a monthly thread on on Hacker News like is Penboard still alive? Yeah, yeah, um, right. And I so remember. so he's ostensibly I think back, but he's not putting any effort into it. And that concerns me a little bit as someone who has like tens of thousands of links in this app uh, or, you know, in this service. So it also, I think concerns the creator of pins. So he's created this app called interlink, which is basically it's, it's a link or it's basically pens, but with uh, his own kind of backend um, to address pens shortcomings, mostly due to API limitations. And I'm reading this from um, his, uh, from, from the, the, the Mastodon um, account um, for, for the app. It says, fast forward to 2023, I'm building a new link organizer to address Penz's shortcomings, mostly due to API limitation, limited syncing capabilities, lack of bulk link management, batch processing, among others. While I'm aware of similar offerings, bookmarking is so last century. I want something mobile first instead of web first. This becomes Interlink's roadmap. And then um, he kind of has a whole thread on that. Um, it's only available in test flight right now uh, for, for Mac and, and iOS, but it's really good. It, it will import all of your links from pens. There's a bookmarklet uh, that'll work on browsers as well as a browser extension for Chrome browsers. Um, and uh, if you go to interlinkhq.com, there are some docs. Like I, I will be happy to pay whatever he needs to to charge for this um, once it's it's ready. And um, I'm... Um, I'm 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 in like this is this is really great because it's basically pens but better and with somebody who seems you know mostly committed I think to actually uh keeping this up and running. Yeah, nice. so that that would be my concern is Pinboard did this interesting payment plan where everyone who signed up paid like a penny more than the person who signed up before them. Yeah. So signing up now costs you like what, like fifteen bucks a month? I don't even know. I, I'm not sure about but, that, but, but you, what you what it was is that it used to be you used to be able to buy like a um like a, a lifetime plan, and and I think you and I were definitely on that. I eventually upgraded to being able to pay, like I think to make things like I pay like a certain amount for archiving. Yeah, yeah. Um, every oh yeah, yeah. twenty five bucks a year or, yep. or thirty three dollars a year or something like that. And and I do that just because I get so much use out of the service. And yeah. I even asked him, I was like, look, how will you get more money if I if I you know opt into paying you you know for an account um, that I that I have or by you know doing the um, archiving? He was like, what you're doing is fine. So, but that was a couple of years ago. I don't know what the yeah. situation is now. So. Longevity is my concern. Agreed. As you mentioned, we both have thousands of links in these services. Um, uh, Pinboard imported my delicious links. Yep. 
And oh yeah, pin, same. Pinboard, all of Pinboard's API is basically a duplicate of Delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his goal was just parody with Delicious, and then he did. He stopped. Like he didn't. It didn't need much more than that, and it works fine for me. Um, if I were going to switch to a new service, I would need to know that they were dedicated to longevity and I would need an API similar to delicious or Pinboard uh, to access my bookmarks. Yeah. Uh, totally. Because I do, I do a lot of command line work with my Pinboard bookmarks and, and it, it works like he can take a year off. I don't care. Like it works and everything feels safe. Yeah. I think the problem that I had, like there was a certain amount of um, stuff where um, like uh people's like backups were not working and oh. and so that that was sort of the problem right so <laughs> like exports or yeah like like like, okay. like so that was that was sort of the problem so i sure. i i and i can understand that so um anyway yeah cool no i'm excited that there's you know some forward movement in this space because yeah n- nobody should be using browser bookmarks anymore <laughs> there no they're unmanageable. There's there's a limit to uh, how useful they can be once you have more than say a hundred. Totally. And and for like read later applications, they're pointless. Like the, just a waste of really one hundred percent. And and I like Matter a lot, and I like what they're doing a ton. But I just this these things like they accomplish different things for me. So um, like I, I can, I can siphon some things that I use in Pinboard or interlink into matter, but there are some things that are just different. Right. And obsidian yeah. is the same way. Like I can have my, my links, you know, different stuff that I want, but like, I, I love, I mean, I don't know. I, I use Pinboard um, so much. Um, and so anyway, interlink is my pick. Um, I'm still using Pinboard. I'm still, you know, using both because I'm, I'm, you know, whatever, I'm never going to stop using <laughs> Pinboard. but like, um, but, but I'm, I'm excited about, about interlink and, and he updated the test flight, uh, just the other day. And that's why I thought of this. And so, um, cool. I, I hope that he continues like working on it. Cause I really like pens and, and he updated pens as well, but like, I, you know, I, I, if he's getting frustrated with limitations of the API and whatnot, like that says something. And so I'm yeah. glad that he's scratching his own niche. And I hope that, that this can be something that can be sustainable. I'm still using Spillo, even though it is not terribly compatible with more modern operating systems. Pins is good. Uh, Spillo offers a more um, newsreader-like interface yeah. that I love. Um, but anyway, I'll I'll add Spillo and, and Pins to this show notes. Jeff, what do you got? Uh, I'll be brief because I've already mentioned it, but I'm actually like in a phase of not trying new apps too much because of how fiddly I can get. And I've had so many deadlines, Um, but I've had to, I've had to build decks for client work and client presentations over the last couple of weeks. And um, deck set, (laughs) I know there's, it's not the only thing that does this, but you know, it's, it allows you to create a, a deck from markdown file and my, um, my ability to create a, a, like an effective and cohesive slide deck that does not have me working on stupid formatting like mm-hmm. is incredible. I also just, I mean, uh, there's something I've never said about what I love about it, which is that, you know, I'm now working with a client and they're like a large organization and they, a lot of their information is stored in PowerPoints. Yep. And, and that is like the craziest way to write uh, your information because you're, it's not even a creative constraint, right? You're constrained 
by when the font gets so small that you can't use it anymore in a slide, right? Or like you're you're constrained by the time that you waste um, trying to make that diagram that nobody understands anyhow. Um, and and what I love about uh, writing a deck in Markdown is that. I can I can write without worrying about does it fit on the slide and I can break right. up the slides later and and it's made me such a more effective sort of like not just deck creator but like facilitator with decks mm -hmm. I hate using decks I hate them um but I, I just I'm so glad for deck set and 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 obviously by extension for plain text and markdown sure. in general yeah, again, um, yeah. I, and I'll, I'll mention once again deck set is great but I'll also mention because uh, I mentioned this uh, a few gratitudes ago IA present IA presenter rather, yes. which is new and, and does a similar thing from the people behind IA writer is fantastic. That. It's really, really good. I don't, That's I don't great. know about IA presenter, but I love that deck set makes it easy to add builds. So you can have like uh line by line uh, bullet lists that come up. I still never and... use that. I'm in too much of a hurry. Cause here's how I create decks. I don't know how it works, but I always finish my deck two seconds before I log on to the Zoom. Sure. And so that's I, about when I that's about when I want to do that build. <laughs> I went to I went to Sal Segoyan's Command D conference a couple years back, a few years back, and um, I wasn't on the speaker list. But then Andy Adnaco canceled. He got sick, and he canceled. And they came to me and they're like, "Hey, can you do like the can you do the keynote presentation for <laughs> for this?" Um, and and I was like, shit, yeah, okay. Um, so I sat down with Dexet and wrote out an entire presentation in Markdown about OSA script, the command line Apple script utility. And nice. and I output a deck that I was able to use on stage. And yeah, Dexet has saved my ass multiple times. That's great. And and IA Presenter looks really cool, by the way. I'm going to download it and just peek at it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, the, it's really, really good. And and obviously, the people behind it make really great apps. I don't yeah, know how sure. actively Dexet is uh, developed anymore. I don't think it is. There's not really a community around it that's There's not. That, this, yeah. this, is, this is why I, I got into IA Presenter. Um, and you might have been gone for that, that week, Jeff, um, when, when I uh, talked about this one. But yeah, yeah. This, is, this is one of the ones that I'm, um, uh, I've started using it because... Yeah, I mean, I work at one. Uh, uh, GitHub is not huge on uh, like storing things in uh, presentations, but I have to give sure. a number of presentations and whatnot, and and it's very nice when I can build them out um, in Markdown. Yeah. And then if I have to go back and and format it into something else, I can. But uh, it, it's really nice to just be able to to do it that way. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Markdown. My pick for the week is Note Plan. Have you guys ever used oh, yeah. Note Plan? Note Plan. I just started using it again. I do that every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, it's I had, amazing. I had let it go for a few years, and then was talking to the developer and got myself ushered into a free license, <laughs> and and started making more use of it. But it's Note on Plan, setup too. Yeah, is it really? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see it right now. I could have been using it this whole time and I didn't know it. <laughs> I haven't oh used this God. in a long time, um, but but I'm I'm into this. I have I'm to like, update a certain YAML file now. Also but, allows you to just work out of a out of a, a file of Markdown, you know, yeah, like a folder of Markdown. So files. like 
So like the idea behind note plan is you store daily notes and they can contain to do items and it has an interface. If you start typing a date, it'll pop up a little date picker for you and you can schedule due dates and defer dates and keep everything in plain text. Uh, but with like project management capabilities. So you can see all of your upcoming to do's, all of your to do's for the day, and you can create checklists just using real simple markdown syntax and, uh, and organize it all in one place. And it is all stored as plain text that you can open and edit in other applications. And it's, it's a very impressive, like it's, it's just super elegant for, for as kind of complex as the idea is. It makes everything super easy. I like, yeah, it has these really enjoy it. I love the idea of sort of the day files. So you open up a day file and if you create a to-do list in there, it's really easy to actually have it moved to the next day. Yeah. And I actually use it and I, I don't ever fall into a, a sustained pattern with no plan, but it does so much that I need. The thing that I always feel like it has the most potential is because it's integrated with your calendar, I can go through the week and I can just create, I can kind of use a template to create meeting notes for all the different meetings and I can, that are going to happen that week. It's going to, it's going to live in that day. So I won't see it until I get to that day. And then I can also kind of create prep stuff where it's like, yeah. okay, I have this meeting in a, in a, in on Thursday, here's what I need to add to my prep for now, whatever. I've never been able to really truly integrate it, um, into my workflow, but like that just seems like something that should be well, amazing for me. Just the idea that you're mixing notes with to-do items. Like you can mm -hmm. use something like, uh, things or OmniFocus and they focus on to-dos to yes. which you can add notes, but uh, note plan kind of reverses it where you're writing yep. notes, you're writing journals and notes and, and incorporating to do's into the notes instead of vice versa, right? Okay. which is once you, once you get into it, it's actually a really fluid way to kind of document and plan. I, I really appreciate it. It's a good app. Yeah. It's awesome. That's great. I and I like I like that. I tend to do that myself. And so it's funny that I I, I think I've used Noteplan before. Maybe I haven't, but now I'm definitely going to be um using it because and oh sorry. This totally <laughs> just fits my mind model. So and speaking, this is something that's very actively developed. Yes. Oh, that's speaking awesome. of Noteplan, um, just a heads up, I am offering giveaways right now on brettscripture.com. Every Monday I'm giving away a different app. Note plan is coming up uh, just to give you a taste. Uh, upcoming apps include Timing, Hookmark, Text Expander, Scrivener, Hazel, Note Plan, Default Folder X, Tower, Solver, Spam Sieve, App Tamer, Kaleidoscope, Curio, Keyboard Maestro, Bartender, Mars Edit, Fast Scripts, Task Paper, OmniFocus, uh, Black Ink, Things for Mac, Bike, FlexiBits Premium, which gets you access to Fantastical and Scheduling and Card Hop. Uh, Eagle Filer, Unite 5, OmniGraffle, BB Edit, OmniPlan, and Drop. Everything zone. must go. Everything yes. must go. Dude, this so, is like all like, my favorite apps. This is like a graphic yeah. smorgasbord. Like shit. Yeah. So all <laughs> of these, all of these will have free licenses uh offered to random drawing winners over uh, like I have them, they're spread out through April now. 
Um, so check brettterpshire.com every Monday. Subscribe to the RSS feed. If you get on the mailing list, you'll get notifications every week about what's uh, what's being given away. Um, my my mailing list has increased by 400 people since I started this series. So I'm pretty psyched about it. That's awesome. Every de- every developer I talk to is like, oh yeah, cut me in. I'm 100% in. I have not had a single rejection yet. And every time That's I think amazing. of an app, I'll like email the dev and they'll be like, yep, cut me in for five, 10 licenses. Um, Omni was like, yeah, we'll give you three three pro licenses for every app we have. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. So keep track of that. That's great. All right. I feel like we're, we're not hour 11. Yeah, I think we're good. And honestly, zero edits. No, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's great. Oh yeah. All right. So thanks everyone for listening to this unedited episode (laughs) of overtired. You guys get some sleep, get some sleep. Get some sleep. The system is going down low. Hey there, good people. Before you go, we have a bunch of new places where you can interact with us. Please check out our Instagram feed, our YouTube channel, Twitter, of course, and sign up for the Overtired newsletter, which will sort of pick up where the show leaves off with expanded show notes, uh, a little bit of what the three of us get up to between episodes. And let's face it, there'll be some musings. How can you resist musings? You'll find details for all the ways to interact with us in the show notes and at overtired.com. And thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, for listening.